Okay, so today I'm with Professor O'Gorman, and we're going to be talking a little bit about mental health and just academic stress in college. Okay. What do you do in your own classes to ease academic stress? Um, let's see, in terms of easing academic stress, in terms of easing academic stress of the students in my class, mm -hmm. um, uh, a couple things that I do is one is I try to make sure they know that as much information as possible is available either in the syllabus or on the tartan or PowerPoint slides. With the idea, I just know that sometimes that nervousness comes from just not knowing what's going on in the class. Mm -hmm. And so the more students can get access to information, the more that helps. Um, also, yeah, I also try to provide um, office hours so students have specific questions. So. Um, and maybe one third thing. One more thing that I do is I usually try to tell them stories of my time in college many, many years ago and where mm -hmm. some of the same kind of, I would believe, stress activities that other students are experiencing, I experience it too. So they, even though they might not believe I was once 19, um, it helps them kind of at least, you know, get a, maybe, maybe they can see a perspective as, a, as the yeah. instructor. And like feeding off of that, when you were in college, what did you do to ease your stress? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, at first, it was really just trying to do exercise and wellness. Um, I was, uh, one of the things I, I'm smiling, I'm, I'm laughing. Um, uh, I played soccer in high school, and one of the things I hated was running. But then I found myself in college using running as like a way to just to kind of just get away from the campus and my dorms and just mm -hmm. kind of go somewhere and run. It was able to do a nice relaxation activity. And so I found that that's been over my life now, my adult life, that's been my number one kind of physical activity to kind of de-stress. And so I laugh about that, something I truly did not like when I was 16, 17. I'm suddenly liking now it's kind of a life skill. So that was one thing. Um, I had to learn how to eat better because I enjoyed yeah. the food so much that I think like most students is a, is a, is a nickname called the freshman 15 that you kind of forget your eating habits maybe in college or you kind of use use food as a kind of a, a mechanism to deal with to cope and suddenly you find yourself um, uh, less thin as you were and so that's something I try to work out so. okay um, are there places on campus that students can go if they're feeling stressed about their academic workload yes I'd say there's both formal and informal the formal places start with two places one is I would call it their classroom centered their course centered and then second college centered and the course centered um, usually more students can either actually have a conversation with the professor but I know sometimes students struggle with that but the professors are available to chat with them I know in more than a few classes there's a we used to call it the study buddy but it's also the student who's kind of embedded in the course who's had training to to be like another teaching assistant and who can students can go to that person for like other study questions mm -hmm. and that beyond the professor so I know those are mechanisms that are actually inside the class um, beyond that then I would say institutionally I would say since we're in Thaw Hall having this conversation yeah. in the basement of Thaw there's all kinds of academic support systems down there including I've been up in here late you know after 6 p.m. that they usually have the KT collaborative up here in Thaw yeah. and so rarely is there a class where there isn't support systems plural available for folks and the thing is a lot of people a lot of students go there because sometimes there might be a I don't know a stigma oh I shouldn't ask for help no actually that's the exact opposite a lot of people yeah. go there and yeah. hopefully that's something they can feel comfortable usually the first time it seems a little awkward but then very quickly oh yeah I just saw half my class there it's not so bad <laughs> yeah. okay why do you think academic stress is so prevalent on campus oh. Um, I, uh, I think a lot of it is that there's an expectation, especially among young people, that these college classes 
are, are going to be such a central part of kind of the rest of their lives. They have to be successful instantly. And these are high achieving students. These are high achieving high school students who are coming into college. Mm -hmm. And so usually they are expecting to high achieve as well. And then suddenly they kind of, that could be one factor. They kind of get to the, get to the stress of colleges and they realize that maybe the grades might be not as quite as they were in some cases lower than mm -hmm. what it was before. And so that's yeah. a stress. Second, they're just trying to be, I've heard the phrase students use adulting to being an independent person for yeah. the first time. And that's complex. I don't care how old you are. That's still complex for me. And I'm triple their age now. And so I know just that extra layer. And I think that adds on stress to it. The third layer, and again, I keep doing it in threes. I think there's like four or five different factors. But I know we've yeah. lived in the COVID times. And I think that's absolutely added a layer of stress yeah. dealing with something that literally hasn't been experienced at Maryville College or in higher education in 100 years, where suddenly we have to figure out how do we teach through a pandemic. Mm -hmm. The Highland Echo actually wrote stories about the last time this happened in 1919 with the Spanish flu, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. And so just the fact that we literally, that's our only reference point, makes it tough to kind of deal with that. But I know that's one more layer, just trying to. I, I'd say I would say it post-COVID might be a little bit too early to say that, but as we're kind of getting over the top of some of the COVID um, uh, problems, the pandemic, mm -hmm. I still think that left a lot of stress behind that we're trying to cope with. Yeah, very much. What do professors do behind the scenes to help their students? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I would say it's emails and phone calls. Mm -hmm. the, the, um, uh, if, there's, if a student has a question, there's a pretty good chance that about 70 of my 75 colleagues have usually been sending out emails to other professors emails to um, formal support systems on campus trying to check in on a student just to see why weren't they absent or try to get more information if for nothing else just try to make sure the, the, the instructor is in a good place that when they actually connect reconnect with the student they kind of know what's going on and so i think that's a lot behind the scenes a lot of conversations i think we also send emails out to the students and i'm afraid candidly um, um, there's still a, there's still a gap out there between the number of emails faculty send and the number of responses by students. I wish it was one-to-one, yeah. -one. but I also recognize that in a world of where students are very social media oriented, email's old school, but yeah. I know that's something that hopefully if students can reply to faculty members' email, I know it might seem like a tough to, tough task to do. That can that can help a lot too. So mm -hmm. I think a lot, I think more than a few emails behind the scenes. And usually we're trying to do the best we can to kind of prepare for each class, just to kind of you know, give our best sense of self for the material at hand. Yeah, very much. How can someone effectively balance work, school, their social life, and their hobbies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, oh, 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 thank you. Thank you. Be well. Thank you. Uh, one good way is to find faculty who can give you cookies. No, uh, <laughs> one of my faculty colleagues just walked in with a cookie. We, Very we, we kind. Have a, yes, we have, we, have a, we have a good system here trying to share desserts with each other. So um, uh, I think the whole idea with the balance part is the fact that, um, and I think this is from, from our FYS 110 class, mm -hmm. why I purposely always had our students connect with Bruce Gilliam's concept of fit, green, and happy. I do believe there's something very valid in terms of thinking about those three words to try to find balance. Um, yeah. I do believe fitness of any type. When I say fitness, I'm not talking about running a marathon or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Literally simple things like I found that I have had good success just deciding this week I'm not using an elevator. And yeah, a couple of times I'm walking up to the third floor of a building, it's like, ugh. But just to try to do that small wellness, especially if I know my day is gonna be inside and not doing any, anything yeah. else for myself physically, that kind of helps. And then on the green, I've always think being outside more is helpful and the studies show that it is. And then on the happy part, trying to intentionally um, and Bruce speaks about this, um, try to find those activities that help give you joy and happiness and maybe some wellness 
he says purposely, um, if, you, if you don't intentionally put it into your calendar, it's not going to happen. Or as he said, if it's not in your week, it's not in your life. And so that helps you achieve balance. The reality is that sometimes it's not easy to achieve balance all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important thing for young people to understand that that's, it's hard to do that sometimes, to keep trying, yeah. but to also recognize you're not alone if you're feeling imbalanced. Mm-hmm. So many students struggle with that and just recognize that just all kinds of resources to try to see if they can kind of get to a better place in terms of finding balance, talk to adults, you know, other resources and doing that. But even just, the, just hopefully they can take from this just the idea of recognizing they're not alone with that imbalance. A lot of st- students and faculty struggle with it and just trying to kind of you know trying to find ways to move forward in a good way in a positive way sometimes mm-hmm. fit green and happy is one one good set of tools for that okay that's all i have for us today thank you okay thank you Hi, it's Lily, and today I'm with Jan Taylor, a professor here at Maryville College, and we're going to talk a little bit about mental health and academic stress. And sadly, it's just me and Jan today. Megan will not be joining us in today's episode. Okay, Okay, so we're just going to start out. What do you do in your classroom to ease academic stress, you feel like? Well, um... Before I get to the classroom, I try to prep assignments that are clear so Mm -hmm. students don't have to be confused or wondering about things. And then another thing I do is I try to estimate the amount of time that assignments will take so that students can plan realistically and not underestimate or inaccurately estimate the time it takes to do an assignment because I feel like um, when we don't estimate time well, then we find ourselves under extra pressure that's not really needful. Inside the classroom, I sometimes have students stand and take a breath or do a stretch because I think yoga and that sort of, you know, these mindful activities are helpful. I completely agree. Um, Are there places on campus that students can go if they're feeling stressed about their academic stress or academic um, workload? Yes. So we have an academic support center in the basement of Thaw where there are a multitude of options for figuring out how to manage academic work. So in terms of strategies and tips for for managing the work, I would say go to the Academic Support Center. In terms of stress otherwise, like how your academic workload fits into your life overall, I would say go to the Counseling Center. Yes, yes, yes. When you were in college, what did you do to ease your own personal stress? That was a very long time ago. (laughs) Um, I don't remember being terribly stressed about academics, but I do remember that I worked when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And while for some people that might create stress, for me that created a place to get away from my academic life and sort of turn it off and turn on a different brain. And so I could go and I could do my job and I could be with people who were not in college and we could talk about other things in the world and it just gave me a mental break from the life of a student. Yeah. What do you think academic stress, why do you think academic stress is so prevalent on campus? I think that students these days are perhaps more stressed than I was because there's so much more available and there are so many more decisions to make. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 24-7 options galore just coming at us all the time Mm -hmm. so there's always a decision to be made about should I do this or that or this or that 
And I think that in this environment, we are overstimulated with our media, and so we become cognitively fatigued, which mm -hmm. creates stress. So I think those are two two big things, just you know, environmentally, they're a part of the culture now. Yeah, that's very true. What do professors do behind the scenes to help their students? Professors talk a lot about students and how they're feeling and how they you know, perceive the experience of their course and their content and their assignments. And we have lots of training and conversations that are very student-centered in terms of thinking about how much, has, how much work is this, how long does it take, how prepared are the students? Did this other course introduce this and now I'm building on or do I need to take time to introduce? I feel like all of our instructors are very conscientious in terms of imagining the experience of the student and trying to integrate all the courses together and, and help students make meaning and not just feel like they're doing meaningless work or busy work because yeah. when we know our purpose, sometimes our stress goes down because we value the activity. Very much so. Okay, how can someone effectively balance work, school, their social life, and their hobbies? How do you feel? So I think the answer to this is pretty individual in terms of how we all find a balance because some people need more of one thing or another. But I think the important thing is that we have to be reflective and, and take pauses to to step back and assess and look and think about, well, where are my pressure points? What is it that I, you know, what is it that feeds me? What kind of activities really jazz me and which kinds um, drain energy for me? So like for me, I spend a lot of time working even at home because the creative part of my job feeds me and so I don't mind doing that part of the job that's creative because I get that that little, you know, dopamine hit. Yeah, serotonin boost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get I get a boost from being from doing the creative parts of my job. So some of it is realizing what parts of, of your life feed you and what parts drain you and then also thinking about where you put those so that you're mixing it up so you're not you know, you don't have all your draining things on one day or in one week yeah. and trying to keep some balance even about the choices you have in terms of time and when you're doing what. Okay, well, that's all I had today. Thank you. Yep, thank you.